Disclaimer, while we are both licensed mental health professionals in the state of Georgia, anything stated in today's show is not intended to be used as a therapeutic intervention or clinical recommendation. We are not providing therapy during our show. Rather, we're bringing the insight and experience of our professional lives to dig deep into topics that impact women across the board. If you are in need of a professional therapist, please seek one out in your community. If you're experiencing a psychiatric emergency, please dial 911 or go to your closest emergency room. Talk Straight, a podcast by real women for real women who are looking for real change. Let's get comfy and get honest about what our lives really look like and what it takes to really live them to their fullest. No filters, no bullshit, no shame, just real honest talk from real everyday women. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, friends. We are back with you for another episode of Sit Crooked Talk Straight. My name is Katie Myers. I am sitting with the beautiful Leanne Jameson. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and we are so honored to be sitting with you. Um, the the honor of getting to spend time with you and you getting to spend time with us is not lost on us. We continue to just be giddy with excitement and joy and um, anticipate anticipation about what this journey is bringing all of us because we learn and grow as we do each show and we get feedback from you all that you are learning and growing as you listen to each episode. And so we're just on this train, um, heading down the tracks, trying to figure out this thing called life, you know, and we're doing it together. We're doing it together. It's connection, community (laughs) and connection. And we're going to, I'm going to take a side just real quick. The, cause this is what I do. Um, the community (laughs) and connection, that tribe, the tribal element, right. Of, and and this will tie into what we're talking about today. Um, because we're going to be talking about sex, sexual liberation. Okay, Katie, go ahead. Just so everybody knows, stay tuned. Yeah. So don't leave, don't leave. Cause I get on don't tangents. Leave. Don't leave. Um, we're going to be talking about five ways to be sexually liberated. And one of the things that it says is to, um, practice talking about sex. And I've read in lots of other books and lots of other, um, authors have acknowledged just how little women, talk about sex and how much men, like the disparity between the two and how much men talk about sex and how we need to change that. And it reminds me of your retreat and I'm sitting with, gosh, okay. So in that one side of the room, there were probably seven or eight women, two of which I had never, no, three of which I had never met before. Um, the others I had known from group or program, or like we had had some interaction in the past. Um, one I knew fairly well, um, shout out to Shauna. Um, and we got talking about all the 40 year awakening. FYI, go check her out. Shout out for Shauna, the 40 year awakening. We will tag her in our show notes. Um, she is, um, a force to be reckoned with and is just living her dream and, and is an inspiration to so many, but she 
and these other women that were sitting around talking, um, were talking about sex. And I can see there's a couple people on the periphery of the circle, like, and I can see like slight discomfort <laughs> come over a couple of their faces. And I was like, you know what? No shame. This is, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to hold back. If someone's uncomfortable, they can go. And there are lots of other conversations that were happening at the same time. They can, you know, go do something different. But I was like, we've got to stop sheltering ourselves from the conversation. And so anyway, the tribe, the community, the the women, everyone that comes together, if you are um, a first-time listener or an active listener, it, it doesn't matter. We're so grateful that you're here and you are part of our community and you're part of our tribe. And um, we want to create safe space to talk about all the things. And today, wow, wow, we get to talk about sexual liberation. Let's talk about sex, baby. Now, we've talked about sex before. Um, we have talked about sex context. I think it was like one of the beginning ones, maybe like episode four or something. I think it was episode 13. Um, that was way off. (laughs) I only know that because I have a friend, I have a new friend who I recommended. He listened to that episode. Um, Uh and he really enjoyed it. I mean, we're, we're women centric, just FYI. If you're a male listening, we're women centric. Um, that's okay. And, um, you're welcome to sit in and listen and maybe learn a thing or two. Um, but yeah, cause I remember saying like, go check out episode 13. Um, cause there's some stuff that everybody can learn from episode 13. I'm going to verify that. I'm going to go into our um, list here. Well, yeah. While you're, while you're looking though. So that was, that was a different take. I, I you know, we have, I want to say that since episode 13, both of us have grown and expanded and explored so and, much, so um, much. dove back into what is, I mean, and this is just like the natural evolution or I don't even know. I don't even know if I want to say evolution because it's like, we had it like we were connected. I, at least I was, I won't speak for you. I was really connected with my sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lost that along the way. And now it's sort of like this refinding, <clears throat> excuse me, this like reconnecting with for me, but I, but I recognize too, that some women have never, never connected to their sexuality. Um, yeah. So, oh my gosh. So there's so much around that. So, but I think that both of us have done so much, like we've had so much growth in this area. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I've been teaching as well in my year two program in the next level life purpose, where we're diving into it because it's something that we don't talk about enough. And that's actually, you know, you had mentioned already the, uh, Ganesh space with Brittany Sheroff. Um, the five ways to be sexually liberated. And this is something that she talks about immediately, right? The first thing is name and dismantle the systems of oppression, Mm. right? Around sexuality. And that's why we're calling this sexual liberation because it's, it's really picking apart. And, and you had talked about like the shame that sort of, you know, we're not going into shame when you were talking about like looking at some people being uncomfortable about it. It's like, no, we're going to open this up. Mm. And I know that you and I both love Mama Gina. Mm. um, And she, she has the book, uh, Pussy, a Reclamation. Mm -hmm. And she talks about the GPS, right? The great pussy in the sky. (laughs) I I fucking love her. (laughs) 
She's got all kinds of acronyms for throughout her books. And she's got several books, um, not just yeah. Pussy, um, a reclamation, but um the school of womanly arts. And we can yeah. we can tag some of her work as well. And her her she is referenced as Mama Gina. Um yeah. that's where her it's Regina. But her name is Regina Thomas Shower. Um and so we'll we'll get all that in the show notes so that you can do your own research and yeah. explore your yeah. pussy. <laughs> explore your sexuality your pussy there's so many um yeah there's so many layers of this about just liberating ourselves and allowing ourselves to be the sexual beings that we are um because and I I think in our is was it was it episode 13 episode 13 back in June that is when we um launched let's talk about sex baby June 27th episode 13 Yeah. But even, I think that we went into some of the, um, you know, our own personal experiences of like how sex was not for me, it wasn't spoken about. It was something gross. It was something that people did just to have kids and you're supposed to be married. And it was like, no sexual exploration and like masturbation was not discussed with me. Hmm. Like I didn't even have the discussion of like menstruation with my, with my family, like with my same, same shock of all shocks. Like what, what, what now I had a little bit of a different scenario because I live with my dad, um, during the time that I came into womanhood. And so I wouldn't have expected him to have that conversation. I remember having the like fourth or fifth grade boys go to this classroom, girls go to this classroom and, and talk about like puberty and, you know, the, maturing and growing, but shock of all shocks when period came. And I'm like, I mean, I didn't say what the fuck. Cause I didn't have that language back then, but like my adult <laughs> self today is thinking about my 10 year old Granted, I was 10 when I, I was young too. I was very yes. young. And we can maybe spend a little bit of time talking about that because I think there's, um, some very real, um, changes that are happening within society, but also just within our DNA that more and more girls are are coming into puberty a lot younger, which means that they are being introduced and exposed to. And, and if we're not talking about these things, guess who's teaching our children? The, the internet. internet, the fucking internet, <laughs> um, um, TikTok, <laughs> porn sites, porn sites yeah. are teaching our children about sex and sexuality and um, our bodies. And to that, I say, hell no. Like I, mm-hmm. I have a little boy and he's nine. I, and in talking with his dad, we have come, he's not ready for conversations, but there was recently somebody said to me that there's a book called eight is great that eight years old is actually a great time to start talking with boys and girls, little boys and girls about their bodies and about sexuality because they, they start to engage with kids a little bit older and they're going to learn it somewhere. And so eight is great is like, that might be a title of a book. I can't remember. Um, but I was like, well, nine is fine. Ten is, ten nine, is, is fine. nine is fine. Um, so, but we started having that talk with the boys. Did you? Our boys are nine. Yeah. yeah. And, and just like what puberty puberty is and like what happens when we grow yeah. up and like, especially I'm like, thank goodness, Ed, you got this one. I had my, right. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going to take an active role 
as I continue to learn and grow into my own like confidence and security and sexuality, I don't want to overexpose. Obviously I don't want, I want to remember like who the audience is small, small people, small brains, not able to conceptualize and, and, and make sense of lots of information. Um, but Jonathan just brought home a couple books from the library actually that talk about, um, it has all the genitalia and it's not like, it's like fairly accurate. I mean, it is accurate, but fairly, um, the illustrations in it are really accurate and, and, and appropriate. Like they're like, Oh, this is a penis. This is a, this is an adult male penis. This is um, a vagina. This is a, right. Like there's just putting language to it. And I just, right. I think, right. Like again, boys, I think have an upper hand, um, in a lot of ways, just because of our society and culture and and what has been considered norm, normative and, um, appropriate and, um, but we, we got to do a better job. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at too, where, um, you know, when, when, uh, females and, you know, when girls start exploring and stuff like that, the oppression with, you know, slut shaming and, but it's okay for, it's, it's okay for guys. It's actually a badge of honor. And, and I don't know if that's changing in society because my daughter, she's, I don't know. Yeah. Just, but too, then, she's like, I don't want to date anybody. I'm like, good. Okay. Good. <laughs> she's like, they're too immature. I said, okay. At a girl, um, Maya, you stay, but, you stand firm. But, no, there's but, high fives. High fives are going around all over the place. When I got in trouble, I got in trouble when my mom right? found out. Right? There's just this double standard that it's totally cool and okay and encouraged. And yes. we rally around boys and men and we're like, yeah. And, and with women, it's like, Oh no, she did what? That right? is, she was deflowered. I mean, like even deflowered. that deflowered. The language we use is so important, y'all. So we need to stop saying things like she was deflowered because she didn't lose nothing. And that's even saying like she lost her virginity. Oh my gosh, popped her cherry. Like let's <sighs> just throw out all of that. Let's throw out all the inappropriate and patriarchal um, bullshit phrasing that yes. goes along with sex right the losing of virginity is my like I freaking hate it I know I know but it and I think it's like it's like when we're talking about it too I just I was thinking about the retreat and it was like we were joking about somebody staying in their in their camper for the first time or their van for the first time we're like oh you're popping the cherry and like you know what I mean so it's like you we have just developed that too so being more cognizant of just like Right. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. This is your first time staying in it, yeah. breaking it in, like whatever. How are you? But, but just really recognizing, like, I just, I mean, like even my mother, I love her and I know that she is like, loves me unconditionally. <laughs> well, I don't know. unconditionally, but <laughs> As unconditionally as a mother can love one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I mean, it was just like the, when, you know, she cried and cried and cried when, when she found out that I was having sex and she was mm-hmm. like, I can't believe you. So gross. And I like all of it. And, um, and talk about shame. Right. And that's yeah. the second thing that, that, um, you know, that, uh, 
I want to go back up to her name, Brittany Sheroff talks about is acknowledging and exploring the shame. Mm. There's so much shame um, around even, even when you talk about porn, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. there are different, there are different sexual types and appetites that, that people have. And um, I want to identify like the shit, like if somebody, I re- like when you think about it. So I remember finding my first Playboy. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with my uncles. I found it like everything is shame. Everything is hidden. hidden. Everything is again right there are younger kids around so you have to be like I, I think it's important to be aware too but um but I just remember like oh my gosh this is so bad like this is so bad or even um I'm gonna go into this okay mm-hmm. so like when we masturbate mm-hmm. I started masturbating when I was really I was like five I remember it specifically I remember being in the bathtub Mm -hmm. and I remember being like, what is this? Because this is amazing. (laughs) I was 35. So let's for context, Leanne was five and I was 35 when I started masturbating. Like this should be. (laughs) Leanne and I have very different stories. And, um, and that is why this topic is so important because we get and understand that the, the variations of, what women are taught, what young girls are taught, what women are told is okay or not okay. And, um, yeah, like I can remember, I mean, the first time I actually saw my vagina, I was a teenager. I was 14. I was probably after I had lost my virginity. And like, I remember the shame that I felt when I was like, all right, I'm going to get out a, a hand mirror and I'm going to check this out. I'm going to see what's going on. I'm going to see what's going on down there. Um, and I, I did, I felt so much shame because nobody had normalized it for me. No one had talked about it. Um, and then good Lord growing up in the sexual, um, the purity culture in the church. Um, I think I remember mentioning this in episode 13, but I can remember, a college friend, male, who was taking it very seriously, his um, sexual purity. And he was like, I'm not going to masturbate anymore. I'm going to stop. Yes. And oh gosh, I worked with a kid like that. And uh, when I was uh, at the college, so right. Like there's these pressures to have this purity, like that, and just so much shame associated with it. And I remember he stayed the night and slept downstairs on our futon and had a wet dream. He had ejaculated in the middle of the night because he had, he hadn't masturbated in so long. And he was like, he was so embarrassed. He was so ashamed. And at that time, thank goodness, I lived with a bunch of um, other women, young women, girls, um, where we were so like, just loving and like, oh my gosh, no big deal. Like we were not like, ew, gross. Like, thank God we were, we had some maturity about us. Um, but even still, I was like, that was, that, that was the norm. Suppress, suppress and, and bury and, and don't engage. And, and, and if you do, there's shame involved with that. And if you don't, there's shame involved with that because then you, your body. So there's just so many layers um, I mean, so many layers to so unpack. Much. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did you, so I'm trying to figure out which way we, I want to like go back <laughs> into Yeah. because like at 35, I'm like, I am, a, I am a really, I have to say, Katie, I am a, t- I did not know that. <laughs> 
So I don't know exactly how old. I don't know exactly if I was 35. I don't know exactly how old I was. It just, it was a good play on words when you said you were five and I was like, I was probably 35, right? Um, but well into my adulthood, well into, and I will, no, I'm 40 now. And I will say that it has been, this is a recent adventure. Um, and I mean, I just read, um, Regina's book, Pussy, a Reclamation, and that catapulted me into a whole nother level of like exploration and awakening. And, um, and I can remember, I can remember the first time, I mean, we're getting real personal here, but I can remember the first time I orgasmed. And I remember, I mean, fully into my adulthood. Okay. Fully into my adulthood. And I remember like after, like during and after, and I was like, what have I been missing out on my entire life? It was literally like the veil had been pulled back and I could see I'd been living in black and white and I could see color. (laughs) (laughs) I could see and experience. It was, it was my, so here's, so what I want to say to listeners who might be thinking like, Oh dear God, that poor thing. Or you're thinking, thank God me too. Because right. I know, I know that I'm not alone in this. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is, there's no shame in when we get to the place where we can explore and be liberated in our sexuality. There's no shame in the journey, um, how you got there, what brought you there, at what point in time in your life you, you got there and are, are getting there. Right. Cause I think I've not, or there's no arrival. I have not arrived um, anywhere no. in my sexual liberation. <laughs> I'm, it's a journey and I'm going to keep on trucking. Um, and, and, and there, there doesn't need to be judgment around what your experience has been compared to what Leanne's experience compared to what my experience. Um, that's, this is why we are so honest and vulnerable on this show is because we want to remind women that we all have a story and we can have very different stories, but also there's a lot, there's a lot of similarities, whether you were five or 35 and you were like, Oh, Oh, hello. Oh, Oh my. Okay. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. Like the excitement of it or (laughs) the shame that it produces too. Right. And that's why it's so important to like release. This is not a space to like hide out or, you know, like go into that shame space. Right. Because there was a lot of, because I was very, um, sexually explorative Mm -hmm. when I was younger. And I mean, yeah, Mm. So I mean, like, and this is how we identified this, Katie and I. It was like maybe we should talk about this because I'm like, have you ever had sex here? Have you ever had sex here? What about here? <laughs> it's so, amazing. So we're we're so we'll pull back the veil a little bit of right. We tell you guys what we're how this works when we get together and we start chatting first, and we're like, okay, what are we going to talk about? And for whatever reason, um, it's top of mind, and. Um, and so Leanne sharing with me a little bit about like the risky kind of like the adventure side and how like that can be really hot. And I, and I'm thinking to myself, right? Like I'm making a list of all the things that I've never done or that I've never. <laughs> uh, like your sex bucket list. <laughs> I like to actually, we'll get rid of the bucket list. It's like your sexual live list, like how you want to live. Right. Oh, I love that. 
isn't that so much fun? But like, so yes, coming back to right, coming back to there was a lot of shame because I was sexually promiscuous, mm. and I grew up in the religious like Catholicism. My mother was kicked out of her house when she was pregnant with me. Um, and so just to give you, you know, some of that background of just, if we, it was not acceptable, mm. but like, oh, it makes me so sad that you didn't have an orgasm and I'm so happy that you finally did. <laughs> so better late than never. Um, yes. so ladies, if you're, and I'll also say medically, um, I had some different things going on. Um, um, I was diagnosed with vaginismus, which is, um, pain during intercourse, um, almost as soon as we got married. Um, and so that was very early on. And so pain, sex was not enjoyable. Sex was associated with pain. And so there was, there's lots of, um, layers to that as well. But the other, the other truth is that no one talked about it. No one normalized it. No one, um, encouraged any exploration around it. And so, yeah, I was a late bloomer. I mean, I lost my virginity at age 14. So like early bloomer in one regard, and then yeah. an absolutely swung the pendulum in the other direction, late bloomer in um, a lot of other areas. Um, yeah. And you know what? I turned out just fine, y'all. So if you're, if you're a late <laughs> well, well, I just remember, you know, and I'm going to connect this to like how I was just like, oh, it took me 10 years to find my like purpose and to like mm-hmm. finally get out there. And I remember one of my friends, he, he said, at least you found it. No, but sometimes people never find that. And I feel it's the same. I think it's very similar with our sexuality and embracing it. And it's funny because like, as I talk about this, as we're diving into it, in my program, it's like some, you can see like turn bright red and it's just like, oh my gosh, I've never thought about that. (laughs) And like just uncovering the excitement of it and also the shame. And we're like, it's this dance between releasing that shame, Mm -hmm. identifying that like society has created and religion has created this, this shame-based approach Mm -hmm. around sexuality. And I'm not saying just for women, I think, you know, especially, you know, with men, like you were saying, I, I, there are men out there that like, no, we cannot have sex, especially like if you're in purity and, um, all of the, I just remember that kid I was working with, he went through so much, so much pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, and I was, so that's, that's rough, but, um, but like to, to again, and, and now, and again, I don't know if it's the people that I'm surrounding myself with because this topic is coming up and coming up and coming up and coming up. No pun intended. Coming, 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 coming um, up, <laughs> up, up, coming, coming up. That's what she said. We need more right. of that in this episode. Let's, oh, let's see if we can come God. up with more play on words. Those are fun. <laughs> but it, it keeps on coming up in the circles that I'm around of just like, oh my gosh, like we've never talked about this. So that's why, you know, I'm throwing a retreat around sexuality and embracing our feminine power and sexuality. It's going to be one big orgy, y'all. One big orgy. I cannot wait. I'm signing up as soon as the dates are released. I cannot wait. I love it. Well, it's so needed. It's so needed. And then my girlfriend, Jen, is having a sex positive um, market this, this weekend. I mean, like, it's just we are on the brink of something amazing that's breaking down the structures, um, that have been binding us. And I really like, this is really the season of women and women empowerment. And I'm not sure what's going to come of it. I know that some people are really afraid, 
but like when you think about it, if you can read back into like thousands of years ago, women were the power. You think about these goddesses, you think, you know, Cleopatra, you know, all of Mm -hmm. these powerhouses. And then the play on it of how even Mary Magdalene for, for those of you now I'm going, I know I'm getting into some stuff here, but like Mary Magdalene, there's a book out about her and how, um, she was never, she was never a whore. She was Mm. never a whore. That was something that Peter said because he was upset that Jesus, like her and Jesus were together and her and Jesus, like she was Jesus's like right hand person. And when he was going up to crucifixion, he actually gave her some more information. He said, I want you to carry this out. And she told Peter and Peter got all hurt and he started spreading rumors about her. Like there's a whole book about this because all the new testaments and stuff are coming up. Anyways, I, I'm sorry. Tangential. I love it. Like, I love it though, because it shines a light on what we've been taught and what we think we know to be true and what has been told to us to be no pun intended, but like the gospel. And it's like, what the fuck are we listening to? And who are we listening to? And what are the messages? And I mean, you talk about this liberation time right now that we're going through and it's right. Like we're in the twenties, right? Like I kind of, I think about like the roaring twenties of like the 1920s and like, we're now coming. But like when I looked up sexual liberation, what first came up was sexual revolution, the social movement that challenged traditional codes of behavior related to sexuality and interpersonal relationships throughout the Western world from the 1960s to the 1970s. And I feel like we've had this time frame, like the 60s and 70s, like our parents, right? Like that's before you and I, um, right. our parents, our moms, our, you know, aunts, grandmothers, they were around for that this is our sixties and seventies. Like this is our kind of like, um, like I'm, I'm burning the bra. I'm burning the bra. And I'm like, you're not going to tell me foundation and, and we need to carry it forward. We need, we need to carry it forward and continue because otherwise it's going to die. It's going to die. Like with those women who, um, if we don't pass the torch, the flame will go out. And so this, this is like, not just a, um, like, let's normalize this and let's, um, take the shame away from it. But this is also like kind of a call to action of like, Mm -hmm. ladies, we, we have a, I believe we have a duty and an obligation to be sure that our sons and daughters, um, have appropriate information and are educated and have safe space to talk about all the things, because again, if we're not talking to them about it, who is the internet, TikTok, YouTube, porn sites. Um, And while there's a time and a place for all of those things, I don't want it to be what teaches our children. Um, We have to do a better job of, of letting go of our shame so that we can create space for our kids to talk about things and ask questions and not feel embarrassed. Um, Right. And so, yeah, the, the sexual revolution of the sixties and seventies, um, is upon us once again. And I say, viva la revolution. We are, (laughs) we, we are, um, we are, I believe I'm called to shine a light on topics like this. And I know you feel similar, like this is our calling to to just create the space again. Um, but I want to get back to you real quick. Um, so just to recap, 
Because we've been all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> we've tied it back. We've tied it back. <laughs> we have. We, we do a pretty good job, I think, of our tangents and bringing it back. So the five, the five ways to be sexually liberated. The first one was name and dismantle some systems of oppression. And so we talked a little bit about, right, like slut shaming and the patriarchy and um, these, these uh, culture, the purity culture. Um, I just think it's so oppressing, so oppressive and so um, damaging. It's, uh, it's trauma. Um, frankly, I think it's a, I believe so too. I mean, like when we think about our, our past experiences related to the purity, uh, you know, religious and, oh gosh. Yeah. It's just so much shame. So much shame. Um, it goes, it goes deep. That's what she said. Um, (laughs) the second one was acknowledge and explore shame, which we're weaving that into every sentence that we're saying today, because there's just so much need to dismantle the shame, um, to release the shame, to um, acknowledge it, but then to send it on its way. It has no place when we're talking about our bodies. And and need we remind you, the female body has the clitoris. The clitoris has twice as many nerve endings as a, as a man's penis. The clitoris is only for pleasure. It serves no other function, no other purpose. I sort of feel bad for guys because they have multiple, multiple reasons, like functions for their penis. I feel, could you imagine? I feel zero. They didn't? No, I, I'm the, they They couldn't, no one would be able to walk without getting off. Anyway, so there's a purpose for that. So there's a reason and a rhyme, rhyme and a reason to all the things, but we would not have been, and I, I point that out just to reinforce the point that we would not have been created. Our creator, regardless of what you believe, what your religion or spirituality is, we were we were created with this part of us that is inherently meant for pleasure. We need to own that. We need to step into that truth. Um, number three on this list is practice talking about sex. Um, number four, Reflect on your sexual needs and desires. Let's talk about that for a sec. I'm so excited to talk about that. (laughs) Hi, friends. If traditional therapy has left you wanting more, please check out my website, releasewithkatie.com. That's release, like letting go, with Katie, spelled K-A-T-I-E, My name is Katie Myers, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker, life coach, and energy healer. I combine my years of therapeutic skills with my life coach knowledge and my energy healer training to provide you a transformative experience. If that's what you're looking for, again, head over to my website, releasewithkatie.com, email me at releasewithkatie at gmail.com, or give me a call. I can't wait to connect with you and see where your journey takes you. Hello, amazing ladies. This is Leanne Jamison, founder of Essentially Zenfall. I am so excited to be able to offer you an opportunity to expand in every dimension of your life. 
through the Next Level Life Purpose Coaching Program, we will guide you into gaining that clarity of what your most purpose-filled life looks like, what your life purpose is, and really aligning with that next level that you are meant to live in your most authentic self. We will connect you with like-minded women who are there to support and encourage you and cheer you on. We will help you keep your accountability and your commitments to yourself because guess what? You're worth it and your vision and your life is worth it. We will help you gain the confidence to be able to take every courageous step towards that highest life vision. So we are here for you. Just reach out at easyliving.space. You can check us out there. That's the letter E, the letter Z, living.space. Or just reach out to me. I am all over social media. The best way to reach out to me is through hello at essentiallyzenful.com. You can also reach me through Facebook, at Essentially Zenful. So I cannot wait to hear from you. What, what, what comes up for you when you hear reflect on your sexual needs and desires? Are you, are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause so, it talks about getting to know ourselves, right? Yes. Yeah. This is all a lot of self-awareness you guys. And, and again, as we explore, um, we do this with compassion, with curiosity, with excitement too. And um, so Jaya is a uh, sex therapist. She has been studying sexual um, like preferences and desires for 20 years. She is very connected with Mama Gina uh, and she has the um, sexual, the erotic blueprint. Mm -hmm. uh, and through that, it really helps you to identify like, what is it that pleases you? What is it that you do desire? Uh, and, um, helps to sort of unravel or shine a light on like, of like, and I love her work because she talks about like the, uh, superpowers of having the sexual desire, but also sort of like the shadow or like mm -hmm. some of the things that you have to watch out for mm -hmm. because you do have certain sexual desires. Um, but just like when you were talking about porn, this is really, okay. So I, so I really feel passionate about this because, um, there's so much shame around it. And I'm, I'm, I want to, I want to clarify, I'm about to talk about ethical porn. This isn't anything that has to do with bestiality. This doesn't have to do with anything with ch child porn mm -hmm. or people that are not willingly like engaging in sexual acts or anything like that. So I want to identify that. But I remember, again, I grew up with three uncles. I was in the house with them. I saw a lot of stuff. I, you know, um, and that's where, you know, going into some of that exploration and porn was part of that. And having like just this awareness, right. I used to have a very negative connotation around porn because I'm like, oh, these women don't really want to do this. And like, mm -hmm. it's defaming them and like, whatever. The right? objectification. Like, that was my favorite word to use objectification. The, the objectification of women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and being able to look at it as like, you know, again, like shifting that from, away from like the shame, um, base that, that we talk about, that we think about that comes immediately to us. I mean, like I've even worked with women who feel shame around reading pornographic, like novels, right. Where yeah. it's just like, Oh my gosh, why? Like, what, what is the shame? Right 
creating for you? Like what? And what purpose does it serve? What purpose does it serve to just carry all of that? Right. And, and, and it's just being able to, so this is something identified Ajaya talks about it. It's, um, uh, more about like kink and, Mm -hmm. and like being open to like, this is what turned like, actually, no, that's not part of kink. This is something else. This is more about penetration with penetration only Mm -hmm. like turns you on. I can't remember her specific identifier for that. Um, but I can look it up. Uh, I'm like, (laughs) I have it. I'm like, why is it slipping my, my mind right now? But like being able to, um, sorry, I'm looking it up, uh, (laughs) being able to, to recognize like as a, um, she calls it sexual. Yeah. Uh, so the sexual blueprint is focused on the ins and outs literally. So Mm -hmm. they they, Mm -hmm. like really get turned on by porn Mm -hmm. and being able to embrace that Mm -hmm. and engage in that and know that that turns you on and not feel shame around it, uh, is so, so important. But she also talks about this and I want to identify kinky. Uh, and this is where you sort of like titillated by the taboo. And this is where we were talking earlier. And I feel like it's a little bit of that because it's a little bit of exhibitionist, right. Where I was just like, Oh my gosh, I loved, like I had sex in a lifeguard, um, you know, tower at a lighthouse, like, of course, in the car and at parks and stuff like that, where I would get so turned on by that. And there, um, I'm starting to wonder. So it says that I'm more of a sensual. I'm like, I wonder if I'm actually more of a shapeshifter, like all that shit. Um, (laughs) embrace it all, babe, embrace it all. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know, just take, look up erotic blueprint. Jaya will come up. Um, we can put her in the show notes and stuff like that. So, uh, and you can take a little free test. There's like a $17 test that you can take too. Uh, but, but having that discussion, because somebody in my group is a shapeshifter Mm -hmm. and we are talking about the importance of like really embracing, she's very sensual, very sexual. I love, 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 like how she just embraces her body, but she's had some trauma too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, some sexual trauma and stuff like that. So it's embracing this kink and, um, just like being not, not being ashamed, but also being very aware of like who you're connecting with and who you're talking about this with, because not everybody is at this heightened awareness mm. and acceptance. Right. And that'll create even more shame. If you talk to different people and they're just like, Oh my God, that's disgusting. Yeah. Um, and I remember there is, there's this one it's closed down now, which I'm like, Oh, that stinks. But, uh, there was this one S and M club in New York city. Mm-hmm. It was called Novelle Justine's. And it was, I mean, it was all the hype. I remember back in my day, um, when I was at college, I, cause I went to school in Southampton. We would go to the city. Um, my boyfriend at the time, he would travel to the city quite a bit too. Cause he went to school in, um, like right in long Island too. Uh, and just like going, going to this, this place and just being like, holy crap, this is a whole different world. Right. Right. Um, but it was somewhere where it was like, so sex positive. It was so like open. Mm -hmm. It was, there was like no shame and like, and again, this was what 20 years ago or something like that. I think it was developed probably like right in that sex revolution, like actually towards the end of it in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the eighties. Um, and now it's, it's been shut down, but you know, having these safe places to, to be able to talk about 
um, your desires without feeling shame is yeah. so important. So that sort of plays on both of these of like knowing your desires and being able to talk about that, talk about that with hopefully, you know, the people that you are in intimate relationships with, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, uh, and just be able to, Oh, it's like so liberating. <laughs> I want to acknowledge the fact that as I read that sentence, reflect on your sexual needs and desires that for um, a good part of my entire life, all of my life, um, the word sexual and needs never um, landed on me as a thing. It that those two words didn't go together. It was sexual was about wants or desires, but not about needs. And I'm just acknowledging that we were again, kind of going back to the clitoris and like that we were created to be these very sexual and sensual beings and pleasure is a huge part of our makeup. And so like honoring what your sexual needs are, that there's nothing wrong with that, but like exploring, if you don't know, if you don't know, right? Like if you don't, if, if you were listening to us today and you're like, Oh, I don't know if I like porn. I don't know if I like having sex in public places that, right? right? Like that, that could be considered dangerous or could be exciting. I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know. That is so beautiful. I want to just sit with you in that place of curiosity and honor that there's some exploration for you to do if you are kind of in that space of like, gosh, I have no idea. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, what a fun place to be. <laughs> embrace, embrace that place. I don't care if you're 60 years old, embrace that place because we were meant to be sexual and sensual beings. Um, to deny that is to deny a whole entire part of our existence. It's almost like saying, I, I wasn't meant to be born with hands, so I'm gonna, I'm just not going to use them, right? Like, who who does that? Nobody. Nobody does that. And, and yet we do it with our clit. We do it with our sexuality. We do it with our pussy and our divine feminine, and we shut it down, and we – and so – I just, that the sexual needs was always, was, which I mean, it was never a thing. It was, oh. we don't have sexual needs. There are no such things as sexual needs. We have sexual wants or desires. We have sexual, um, um, things that are inappropriate, but never is it in the, the context of no, like I need food. I need water. I need sleep. I need sex. Yeah. And that's not just for procreation, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Well, and, you know, even just thinking about, you know, that our one episode about desires of like when we talk even about sexual desire, the desire is bad. Desire Mm. is bad. It's not good. It only brings suffering and Mm. um, all of that. So, you know, just again, recognizing even more oppression. Yeah. And this is so layered. Um, Yeah. For sure. So, yeah. Being able to take that exploration um, and embrace it. And, and I would really encourage you if you are getting triggered by this conversation, Mm. just be open to like seeing what that's about for you. Um, what were you taught about sex? What were you taught about your sexual orientation? 
Um, because some people I recognize might be like, alien, you're like, you know, I, I just imagine, you know, people like, Oh, like that's so slutty or gross or like whatever, you know, so inappropriate. So inappropriate. Huh? It's so inappropriate yeah, yeah, what we're talking about right now. Right. So just like, Ooh, gross. Um, and, and just explore that because I did, I mean, like I went through that. I had enough shame for everybody. <laughs> Um, that I carried around about my sexual pleasure and my sexual orientation and mm-hmm. um, ex- exploration and promiscuity and, you know, all of that. Um, I am super like when I think about some of the sexual partners I had, I continue to have with my husband, um, <laughs> but, 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 but like my, in the formative years, I was, I'm thinking, is that I remember having this boyfriend who was all about just wanting to please me and like knew how to do it. And I was like, Whoa, what is this? And, you know, when you think about like, Oh, it's not like a need and it might be a want or a desire. It's like, well, it's a need, want and desire. How about that? All of the above, all of the above. (laughs) Check that box. Um, so it's, yeah, I was just, that, that kept on coming up where I was just like, wow. Yeah. That was, that was something (laughs) she's reliving it. Y'all can't see her face right now, maybe, but she's reliving. Um, well, and, and even, even that, like the, again, the patriarchal, um, construct of, um, the, the, the book, um, oh gosh, what's it called? She comes first. The idea, like the idea that like our, our sexual arousal and our, um, orgasm is just as important as the main, the, the male orgasm, um, or the male partner. And again, normalizing that I've, I've talked with, so I've had several conversations cause I do a good amount of couples therapy. Um, and I've been consulting with a couple of sex therapists, um, on different things. And, um, the conversations are awesome and hysterical all at the same time. Um, but there's a, there's a name for, right. Like a generous lover. And I can't remember if it's like what the name, but having a generous, having a generous lover, one that like you just described, like he was all about your pleasure. It's my husband too. Right. Like that is, I love you, honey. (laughs) Ed, way to go, bud. Way to go, Ed. Um, but that, that. Um, we deserve that ladies, 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 we deserve to come first. (laughs) (laughs) We do. And, and there's nothing wrong with, while it might be, I'm going to acknowledge this while it might be uncomfortable, especially if you have not put your needs first, you've not put your desires first. You've not allowed yourself to really, um, embrace your sexuality and sensuality, um, but we deserve to have all of those things happen for us and for those needs to be met and those desires to be fulfilled. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, even if you're a little uncomfortable by this conversation, um, there's still nothing wrong with you. But if you are saying to yourself, like, I've always felt that way, but maybe my partners have been really selfish and like, just go until he goes and then I'm left. (laughs) Right. Like nothing, nothing for nothing's left for me. Um, yeah. Right. What the fuck is that? I've had those lovers too. (laughs) No, no bueno. I'm not with one. (laughs) No bueno. That's right. 
thank goodness, Ed. Um, so we just, I just want to, you to hear me say that you're so worthy and so um, deserving of a generous lover, somebody who will put your needs and your wants before their own. Um, and that's, that can be a two-way street, obviously. Right, right. Um, but it's just, but it is so counter culture, I think, um, in so many relationships that, that we just don't have a lot of generous lovers out there, but, um, well, I want to, I want to also, yes. So absolutely. We deserve, we, we deserve the pleasure. We deserve the happiness, the joy falling in love. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be in love, but like pleasure and, and love are high vibrational frequencies. Like these, yes, like are. we, <laughs> that brings a lot of abundance into our lives. Um, so, so embracing that, but I want to also make sure, uh, we touch, touch on, <laughs> yeah, um, let's touch. <laughs> connecting with and honoring your body. That's number five, yes. the fifth step to sexual liberation. And this, this speaks to the sensual in me too, where it's just like, you know, this is something mama Gina actually talks about it in the book of the night of pleasure, mm -hmm. right? I call it the night of pleasure where it's just like, you know, um, looking at your body, feeling your body. I mean, you don't even have to go straight down. I, I encourage you not even to go straight down into your clitoris, like, like caress every inch of your body and watch it in the mirror and, and just look at it in awe because oftentimes we are looking at it and we're criticizing it and we're thinking about how it should look rather than the way it does look. And, um, you know, we're thinking about the ways that it hasn't served us or however, like if it, there are aches and pains and if we're sick again, and it's just like, we get mad at our body and I'm just like, our body does so much for us on a fucking daily basis. Yeah. I am in awe of my body every single time, but I used to have, I mean, like, and this is coming from, and I know that you can relate to, to some of this It's like, this is coming from somebody who was bulimic for a good portion of high school, all the way into college. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, had a lot of, um, body image issues and hated my body because guys would tell me that I had really big thighs and they thought that I was a lot fatter or like whatever, whenever I like, you know, just robed and, so there was a lot of criticism that kept me disconnected from my body. I did not have a good relationship with my body. It's an ongoing process. I'm not perfect at it um, because this is so ingrained. I mean, mm -hmm. generationally with, you know, how we should look and, um, you know, what fits and what doesn't fit and what's attractive and what's not attractive and this and that. Mm -hmm. So, so all of these messages create this disconnection with our body and to come back to our body and really connect with it and, and allow ourselves to feel the, the pleasure and to recognize, I, I encourage people to just like offer gratitude to each part of your body, mm -hmm. each part of you. Um, because it's doing something for you, even if it's hurting, even if it's like, it's still messaging that hurt, that pain is messaging something to you. Mm -hmm. Something is off. Something is not right. 
Um, and I, I really do believe, I don't know what statistics are out there, but, um, I think that our body is constantly talking to us about hold trauma, like traumas that we're, that we're holding on to, that we're not processing that, um, and Besser van der Kolk is the person to go to on that, right. With he wrote body keeps the score. He is like the world renowned, like known person on trauma and body, um, but you know, I just, I, I really, again, I don't know the percentage, but I know that it's just so connected. Like our body is telling us mm-hmm. we're holding on to these old traumas. Like we have to process these feelings. And I'm not saying that it's going to, everything's going to go away altogether, but like, they're going to be better, day, more better days than harder days. And like, that's what I've seen personally in my life and other women's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so I'm, Sorry. I feel like I've been just like babbling. I love this topic. <laughs> I know that I'm, I'm so grateful like that because the, you bring up a lot of like the personal story, right. That I think a lot of women can relate to myself included with this, um, hate relationship. I was, it was not a love hate relationship. It was a hate relationship with my body. And to get to a place where I don't feel shame about my body just in general, like not even as like a sexual, but just as like a, I've got legs, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. and I've got like arms and I've got, um, a stomach and I've got right. These parts of my body that I've just hated. I've loathed these parts of my body, um, to come into a new space and to honor these parts. Um, and you know, mama Gina talks about grabbing a hand mirror and greeting your pussy in the morning and saying, hello, gorgeous. Um, and really, changing the narrative, the internal narrative of what we think about ourselves and what we, um, what we tell ourselves on a day-to-day basis. But that, that connection with our body is, that is, that is such a gift. It's so beautiful. I'm almost emotional right now, like talking about it. It's such a gift to have that connection when we are disconnected from our bodies, we are disconnected from so much. I mean, there's just so much that we, um, deny ourselves and we're, you know, um, not, not attached to. And when we get back into our bodies and we really love all the parts of us, that is liberation. That is freedom. That is true pleasure. Um, when we can just honor whatever it is that we, that we've got. Right. Um, and we're all so different. We're all so different. Um, so like the comparison game doesn't serve us. Um, I know we get really caught up in, I'll speak for myself. I have got really caught up in the comparison game of, you know, um, other women and wanting to look a certain way and, why doesn't my body do this? And why, you know, why is it, why is it that shape? And why isn't it over, you know, look different over here or whatever. Um, but when we speak love to our bodies, something happens internally on a almost cellular level. And you brought up the energy, um, factor, right. And energetically, when we are vibrating at a higher frequency, we attract more wealth, health, and abundance in, and in 
all of our, yeah, go ahead. all the different yeah. parts of our lives. Well, and I was thinking too, it's like, you know, if we do have physical, physical ailments and stuff like that, it's because we're holding on to something. So when we can open up that liberation of just like releasing the fears, releasing the shame, releasing the judgment, releasing, releasing your, your orgasm, like just, you know, all of it, all of it is, um, yeah, it was, it's just, it allows the energy to flow through. And again, that's what allows for like the, the releasing of Mm -hmm. all of the shit that's happening within your body too. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that flow that just happens, Mm -hmm. um, Go get your flow yeah. on, ladies. That's, I mean, the the get ultimate. Flow on. Let's get the the get message. Get your flow on. Get your flow on. <laughs> Go get your flow on, whatever that looks like. But connect and honor your body and love it well. Treat it well. It it treats you well, even if it's not perfect. Um, yeah, I love this. I love this topic. I'm so glad that we were both feeling a little. Um, feisty um, this morning to be able to bring this topic in a fun way, but also in a very real um, and like I mentioned before, call to action way. Like I think this, the call to action ladies is to know your body, love your body, express all the different things and parts of your body and let go of whatever's holding you back because it's not serving you. Um, And it's, 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 and it's definitely hurting you. Um, you may not be able to see it like that. It may not, you know, be overt in, in any particular way, but slowly but surely when we deny ourselves, when we um, deny a, an actual part of ourselves, what, how we were created, how we were made, when we deny that, we we cut off a part of, I think, just a part of who we are. and. We are full, whole human beings. Um, so let's let's go out and act like it. Yes. Oh, beautiful call to action. And yeah, um, we'll make sure to have all of the links. I know that we, we touched on a lot. Uh, a lot of different areas, but there are three main ones with Mama Gina, with Jaya, and um, with the uh, Ganesh space, you know, specifically Brittany Shara. Uh, we'll have that all there for you, all of the resources. Um, and, and as always, we're here, we're here for you as well, um, to help you dive into your sacred sexuality. Cause I do believe it is sacred and what that actually offers you, um, how that transforms not just your sex life, but so many different areas of your life. It's so empowering. So, um, we'll help you dive in to that as well. (laughs) So it has been really, it has been just so amazing, uh, having this conversation and I feel passion all over my body and excitement. And, um, I just love it. I love being able to bring this topic and so liberating. It's so funny when you were, when we were talking before, I'm like, well, do we want to bring this? I had that hesitation because I'm like, I know I'm going to get really real and I'm going to talk about the things that I've done. And I'm like, am I ready for that? Like, am yeah. I ready to put that out there? And I'm like, let's do it. Let's go for it. And, you know, we practice what we preach. Uh, right. So being able to um, be here like that for, for everyone. We're both so honored, uh, mm-hmm. to, to be able to offer that and to 
you know, hopefully inspire a guide someone that there are so many other, uh, amazing, you know, trailblazers that we mentioned throughout this show. So again, they'll be noted in the notes and, um, yeah, keep your exploration on, uh, what a beautiful thing to do for yourself and go, for everybody around you. Go masturbate. Yes. Yeah, I said Go say hello to your pussy. Say hello. <laughs> hello, gorgeous. <laughs> hello, gorgeous. Um, so, so excited. So happy that you were with us today to talk about this really, really important topic on sexual liberation and how we are just moving forward. We're moving that needle forward for our ancestors who came before us, uh, who laid the foundation so that we could have this discussion openly, freely, uh, and, and with all of you. So as always, I can't wait to see you next time or see you. I'm like, Oh, I don't see them. (laughs) Can't wait to spend time with you next time. Can't wait to spend time with you next time. And as always, we are sending so much light and so much love your way. Loving, loving all of you. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is always an honor and privilege to be on this journey with you. Stay curious, connected, compassionate, and courageous. If you're looking for different ways to connect with the work that we both do, please check out our sites. Easyliving.space, that's E-Z, living, L-I-V-I-N-G, dot space, or release with Katie. Release like letting go with Katie, K-A-T-I-E dot com for more information. As always, love and light from us to you.